Good morning, my brothers and sisters in the faith, and good morning to those in the world that are not of the faith. This episode I want to mention quickly is called Christmas is Pagan, because it's totally pagan. The whole thing is pagan. Jesus was not born December 25th. He was born September, October time. That's the first thing that kills it completely. Where is Christmas? Christmas's origins? Catholic, right? Everything is from the Catholics and their pagan ways before Christianity. Jesus was crucified on the cross around 300 years later. The Catholic Church took this on board and brought it into the Roman, in the Roman Empire. And a lot of people became Christian. Emperor Constantine became the so-called first Christian, right? He anointed himself head of the church, the first pope. Well, I'm sorry, Emperor Constantine, but the first, the head of the church is Jesus, not you. You know, so there's a hypocrisy right there. But that's religion. That's what religion does. They became religious, and a lot of people just became religious, and religion separates people from God because it's just acts. It's just, you just, you, you lose that personal relationship. But Christmas is pagan, and its origins are pagan. And you, by celebrating Christmas, having a tree inside your house as a Christian, and doing all these things, you are rubbing that filth into my Lord's blood that was shed on the cross. Christmas has nothing to do with Jesus. It wasn't around when he was around, right? <clears throat> so why would you celebrate it? Because it's pagan. It's part of the West. Well, you're no longer from, of this world. You're from the world, but you're not of it. That's what scripture says to a believer. You're from the world, but you're not of it. You don't act and think and do as they do in the world. As Jesus says, if you are of the world and do as they do, they'll welcome you. But this is why people hate you. So why are you celebrating what they love? So this is what I say to believers, so-called believers, if they're actually born again of water and spirit, which Jesus says must happen, right? You're baptized in water. It's not just a physical thing in the physical world. It's a spiritual thing. And when you come up, the spirit of God now can enter you because you're cleansed. You don't agree with that, you're not going to go to heaven. That's the end of it. You do what Jesus tells you to do. He's your chief commander. He's your boss. He's, your, he's, he's the one who saves you and brings you to heaven. Without him, you're not going in. It's as simple as that. So the best thing I can tell you to do from a historian and a Bible teacher <clears throat> and many other things that he was, was a chap called David Pawson. Type into YouTube, David Pawson, D-A-V-I-D, Pawson, P-A-W-S-O-N, the traditions of Christmas. And you'll see him sitting there with a grey suit on with a blue background, and it's parts one, two, and three, right? And you listen to that. He gives you the biblical understanding of where Christmas has come from, from the beginning to the end, right? And when you listen to that, if you're not convicted, you're not walking with the Lord. I'll tell you that now. You are celebrating a pagan tradition that resembles filth, pornography, disgust, greed, gluttony, all the things in the Bible that God hates. That's what Christmas represents. I mean, there was one time he tells in, in, um, in the Christmas tradition that for one day of that year, you could sleep with any woman you wanted, even if you were married. So straight away, that contradicts God's holy matrimony between two couples in marriage doesn't it right but that's the filth that they brought into it that's just part of it and you want to celebrate that don't be a hypocrite and sit there and go well it's all about uh jesus and the little jesus in the manger jesus not in the manger anymore he became a man in the image of man god came into the flesh 
through Mary. Mary was a vessel. She's not the mother of God. She's the mother of Jesus in the flesh, but she was a vessel. Let's get that straight. So the Catholics say, well, she's a mother of God and she's divine. No, she's not. Because in the book of Luke 1, she says herself, I need a savior. So if Mary was divine and holy, then she wouldn't say, I need a savior, would she? Right. So that's, that deals with that. She's a vessel. She brings the Lord into the world. He's in the, he's a little baby in September, October time, not December, because he wasn't born December. Look it up. I actually said this to someone who owns a chip shop and she looked this up and she couldn't believe it, that Jesus was actually born September, October time during a certain type of feasts during the, with the Jews, right? Nothing to do with the West, nothing to do with December. That's all Catholic. She couldn't believe it. She was like, wow. I said, right, this is why knowledge is power. And I was told this years ago by someone, knowledge is power. There's something the system does not want you to have. So... You're celebrating. God comes into the world in the likeness of flesh, walks, comes in the world via a vessel, Mary, comes up, grows up as a man, walks along and dies on the cross. Now you picture this, your savior, the one you say you love, right? It's been tarnished with filth. He's on that cross, shedding of blood that cleanses your sin, by the way, right? He loves you so much and you're walking and tarnishing him with filth. That's what Christmas is all about. Now, let me get this straight. If you're a non-believer and you have children that are a part of that, I'm not condemning that and neither is a father. If you're part of that system and you've grown up with that all your life and you're not a believer and you repent of your sin, God forgives you for everything. And if you're a believer that's a bit naive and you don't really know the history and you've never really known the history, right? But now you do know the history, then you've got to make a choice, haven't you? Are you prepared to walk away and on that particular day ignore what's going on in the world and to sing hymns to the Lord and talk to everyone about Christ and just focus on Christ? Or do you want to celebrate the pagan crap of the world? Because the scripture says that you are from the world, but you're not of the world. You don't do what they do anymore. You don't act. You don't talk. You don't say things as they do. You're from a different kingdom. So your mind is being changed. You're being changed all the time. So you now march to a different drum. Right, You don't march the world's drum. Jesus says in Matthew that if you were from the world, they would love you and take care of you and they will honor you as one of their own. But you're not of the world anymore. You're of God's kingdom. And Jesus said, you will be hated for me. He says this, bear with me. Matthew 5, verses 11 to 12. Matthew 10, verses 22. Jesus says, you will be persecuted and hated because of me. Rejoice for your name is written in heaven. That's in Matthew 5, verses 11 to 12. Matthew 10 verses 22 you will be hated because of me and those who endure to the end will be saved in other words if you don't endure to the end you're not saved so that shuts down the calvinist straight away doesn't it and it's once saved always saved rubbish matthew 24 13 those who endure to the end will be saved in other words if you don't endure you're not saved <laughs> anyway so christmas is pagan and the best person to explain that, which I've just mentioned, is David Paulson, The Traditions of Christmas. And when you listen to that, you're going to be disgusted. And I strongly urge all of you, please, I'll spell that again for you, for you foreigners out there that maybe you might find my language a bit too quick. David Paulson, that's D-A-V-I-D, Paulson, P-A-W-S-O-N. And it's called the, the T-H-E, Traditions of Christmas. 
okay? And you'll see him with a gray suit on with a blue background, part one, two, and three. And this guy was highly educated, something most modern people lack today. His generation before, highly educated people, the way they spoke and pronounced everything, he knows his stuff. This guy was a very intelligent bloke. And when you listen to it, and at the end you're convicted, then you have a choice to make. Pray about it and ask Lord what he wants you to do. Because I don't envy people that are born-again believers that have children in this world now. Because the way things are going, the filth that they're exposed to from the filth about the LGBT rights on your left to, you know, being disobedient to your parents and what, right kids, what rights kids have over their parents to anti-law organizations out there now where crime is abundant this is 2 timothy 3 the list goes on and kids are being filled with all this filth but as a christian believer you shouldn't expose your kids to that anyway so as a believer you're faced with this and you're faced with this from david paulson you've got to make a choice and if you're prepared to walk your law that you love through filth i'm sorry you know brother and sister of mine you know this is just the end of the day jesus said you'll have to give up all things to follow me You'd have to give up everything to follow me. Not, I find so many so-called believers, they walk and march to a different drum in this world, right? And they want to be part of the world. It's like, for example, let's mention one church now. The uh, Salvation Army Church, which has been around since, I think, two, over 200 years in the UK. Initially, it was quite good how they did it, but it's works-based salvation, and they don't agree with John 3, 5, that you must be born again of war and spirit. Jesus doesn't care what you agree with or not. You do as you're told that you're going to go to hell. Right, and you meet these people, they are operate and act as those in the world. I met one two years ago. She was horrendous in her behavior, so called Christian. She was not a Christian sister of mine, and she's walking with Satan. And I told her this, amongst many other things. She was warned through me to repent, and if she doesn't, she'll go to hell. The fruit of it with her was she had problems in her own life, <clears throat> and one of them was she could not pass a test on a motorcycle. I mean, she was a big lump of a girl on a small bike, so the center of gravity was way off. But the point was, she had no confidence, and she could not pass a test to get a full license, and she remained on the old plates. I said, well, if you gave everything to the Lord, he would give you the confidence, as he has done me in my life and many others, to pass that test. It wasn't actually hard. She just could not do a figure eight, figure of eight on a motorbike. So on a motorbike, part of the test is you start off, and you've got to do a perfect figure of eight without putting your feet on the floor. That's pretty easy, to be honest. For me, it was anyway, or most people. But for her, she couldn't do it. A lot of it's to do with her size and weight. But the point is, God would give you that strength to get through there and confidence. He would make things happen because you're his, but she didn't belong to him because she's disobedient. God says, this is the standard I want. I want you to follow me in all things. That's what Jesus says. <coughs> and you must be born again of war and spirit. He was talking to adults, not kids. Right, And the reason why she didn't want to do this, and the Lord showed me, he spoke to me and told me, is because she wants to stay in the world, Steve. She wants to be part of the team. That's the biggest thing I see with these false Christians. They want all the blessings. They want all the love. They want to be part of the family. They want to wear the t-shirt of Christianity. But they're not prepared to do what's required of them as believers, as in go through the hardships and persecution to give up certain things in the world. Well, they don't belong to God then because they're not born again. They're not going to be there at the end. This is what Jesus is talking about in the New Testament. When you read it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he's constantly telling you what's going to happen, 
right? And I encourage all of you to read a Bible between 1982 and 2000, because after the year 2000, they start to manipulate a lot of these words and sort of change it into more chilled out phrases. No, that's crap. I want to hear the truth, not rubbish. And I'm telling you all right now, Christmas is pagan. It's totally pagan, right? And if you want to march your Lord that you say you love through filth, well, you're not going to be there at the end. I'll tell you that now. So listen to that guy, David Pawson. David Pawson, the traditions of Christmas, right? And I tell you now, you're going to be shocked. It blew me out of the water, what he said in there. And it was horrendous. My spirit inside got really upset. And if you're really born again, you'll have the same feelings as me. You want everything to do with it. Now, like I said, if you've got kids or family members that are not saved and they're around this, you've got to sort of balance this out a bit. And God knows your heart. So take it to prayer and he'll deal with it. He'll deal with it with your kids. And on that day, their minds will be focused on something else, like him, like reading the word. You know? But I don't want anything to do with a pagan, filthy tradition that's to do with gluttony, pornography. The list goes on. Greed. 2 Timothy 3 talks about people will be like in the end times, and that is a perfect resemblance of Christmas. Um, like uh, I'm not going to mention about Easter. Easter's pagan again. It's got nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus didn't even rise then from the dead. But the point is, it's all pagan, and it's brought in by the Catholics and their traditions, not God's traditions. It's like the Jews, they honour their own traditions, but there are two traditions in the Old Testament that God said never to give up, but they don't honour them. I don't understand why. It's just ridiculous. And I couldn't believe it. But I'm not going to talk about them. I'm talking about Christmas. It's pagan. It's filth. And it doesn't... I mean, when you look at the history of it, even as a non-believer, if you look to that as a non-believer, right, and someone who didn't believe in God, and you looked at Christmas and the pagan origins and it's filth that was important, in, you wouldn't want anything to do with it. That's how filthy it is. It's disgraceful. And I encourage you, believers and non-believers, listen to that sermon that's given to us. 30 minutes each, I think each part is about 30 minutes long. And when you listen to him, you can't argue with it. This is facts. This is the truth of it, right? And if you don't want the truth, then don't listen. listen live in your little fairy tale lifestyle because all of you are going to go before my Lord, right? And you're all going to give an account. And if you came to be a believer and you say you love him and you, you watched and lived in that, oh, my word, talk about hypocrite. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. I just want to get this out this time of year. Um, I did one for last year regarding Christmas. And uh, like I said, if you love your Lord, who you honour, and this is what I say to people, shut your eyes and picture God who came into flesh, walked on this earth and willfully went to a cross. He was whipped, he was beaten, he was spat at. This is your Lord. And I start getting upset when I think of this. Right, He goes marching up a hill with a cross on his back in severe agony, pinned to a cross and bleeds to death. He actually dies of a broken heart. That's how he died. Um, when, the, when the soldier punched him and water came out, that's the broken heart. But the point was, he died for you. right? That holy atonement. So for those who believe in him and repent in him, are saved. The Muslims, the Buddhists, the Hindus, and all the rest of them in the world don't have that atonement. I've sent a question to a Muslim recently. What is your atonement? The toe bar is no good. What is your atonement? I haven't got a reply. I don't expect one either. The fact is... They don't have a holy atonement, and we believers in Christ do. How privileged, how lucky are we to have that awesome, sovereign, 
sacrifice for our atonement. And before people say, oh, but Christians still sin. Yes, we do, but we don't live in it. We accidentally commit it. It's part of the fallen flesh. The flesh that you live in is fallen. That's why your body goes back to the ground. Your soul goes one of two places. If you're a Christian and you're walking with a Lord that goes to heaven, if you're not, it goes to hell. Right? Don't worry about other people. I say to people, stop worrying about these people. Well, what? But it's more about that and him over there and she over there. I'm talking to you. You're the one that's going to be judged. Forget about everyone else. You're the one that's going to face judgment on your own before a living God. And you're going to wish you weren't even born if you haven't repented. That's how serious this is. And I say to you believers out there, just love, think and meditate on the Lord all the time. Because he deserves it. He deserves the ultimate respect, the ultimate love. He is your chief commander. I love him with all my heart and so should you. He deserves everything. He's the only one that deserves the top praise. None of us deserve that. Only him. He did everything on that cross because he loved us. And I honour my Lord with all my heart. He is sovereign. He is perfect. He is holy. And I hope every single one of you say the same thing in your hearts about Yeshua, which is a Hebrew name for Jesus. Jesus, I want to pray, Lord. Father, Jesus in heaven, Lord, I love you with all my heart. You are sovereign. You are perfect. You are everything, Father. Jesus, I love you with all my heart. You have done so much on that cross as an atonement for our sin. Without that sacrifice on the cross, the holy sacrifice, as Jesus is referred to, the Lamb of God, the Lion of Judah. The Lamb of God was a holy sacrifice for atonement of our sin. So the Messianic law through Moses was done away with, and it's not through our actions or works that we are saved. We are done through faith in Jesus Christ. As Paul says in Galatians 2, verses 15 to 21, it's not through our works, but it's through justification in Christ and what he did on the cross. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name for everyone out there that they listen to this sermon by David Pawson, they get the truth, and they turn from Christmas, and they support you, and I pray that you support them, Father, in prayer, in what they must do moving forward. Lord, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. God bless you all.